Hey, Steven. Hey, what? Dude, have you heard of the First Read Fantasy Football Podcast? Have I heard of it? Yeah, man. That's our podcast. Oh, right, 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 right. I knew that. Well, did you know that they have a Patreon? Yeah, I knew that. We made the Patreon. Oh, right, 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 right. I knew that too. But did you know that for as low as $3 a month? For $3 a month, you can support the show and get access to our exclusive Discord channel. And that for $5 a month, you also get access to our player rankings that we will update weekly until your fantasy football drafts. Then once the season has started, you will get access to our weekly player rankings to help your start sit decisions. Oh yeah. Yeah. I knew that. Oh, I should have known you knew that you're, you're pretty smart. Well, it's pretty awesome, man. And for $15 a month, you could even play with the host of the show in their own exclusive league. Now that's pretty cool. You're right. It is cool. And you absolutely can. So why don't you guys head on over to Patreon right now and search for First Read Fantasy Football Podcast so you can join today. Steven, I don't know if you can hear me. <laughs> you, you're giving yeah, me hand signals mind. here. <laughs> oh, oh, I was not picking up what you were putting down there. <laughs> you know, after oh, being man. friends for 20,000 years, I thought you'd be able to understand what I was trying to say there. <laughs> and I'm kind of disappointed. I, I It honestly looked like, can you hear me? You were pointing at your mouth and then your headphones. Like I was trying to tell you that I was going to do the intro. and then you you did it so it's fine but anyway welcome in everyone (laughs) to the first read fantasy football podcast i apologize for the um let's see here disaster of a start that we just had (laughs) you want to know the best part (laughs) is i thought you couldn't hear me so i yelled at the beginning of the (laughs) Oh, I'm I so sorry, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> to be fair, wow. we, we are I'm, excited that you guys are here, and we I'm truly, truly sorry. I hope you still give us a chance here, even uh, though that was a uh, that was interesting to say the least. So, I mean, to my defense, in my defense, no, there's no defense. I'm drinking this weird concoction of. Mocha cold brew cinnamon toast crunch creamer thing in my Snoopy Tervis. So uh, <laughs> life is questionable at the moment. <laughs> Tyler's got some odd liquids going into his body at the moment. We're, we're not really sure. Can what we all not word it like that? <laughs> <laughs> it's true, though. It's true. Oh, my gosh. Oh, what right. A, we, what a start we, to an episode. I know. Uh, it's episode 27, by the way. So thank you guys for tuning in. We're recording in. on the 27th. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, it hasn't happened before. <laughs> How do you know that? <laughs> I feel like I would have caught it before. And by the way, we only have like four more episodes where we could potentially do this. 
That's so, true. You're right. We will run out. We will run out of that opportunity here soon. Unless we record it's like good, episode one twenty seventh on January twenty seventh or something cool like that. There you go. That's a plan. Set it in. Lock schedule. it in. That Set might work calendars. out numbers wise. I'm not really sure. But anyway. Episode 27, we're glad you guys are here. Thanks for tuning in and dealing with us. We promise we'll try to reel it in here and get through this episode because we really do have a lot, a lot of stuff to talk about this week. We're going to start things off promises with... Promises are complicated. Um, promises are complicated. Oh, my gosh. We're going to start things <laughs> off with uh, stepping into the newsroom. and We've got some updates from training camps, which just started off this week. And uh, there's a lot of news rolling in here, so we've got some updates there. And then we will finish off our positional preview shows with the tight ends. There's a lot less to talk about with the tight ends because really there's only like four that, well, we'll call it three that really matter for fantasy. And then uh, the rest is kind of a poop show. So we're just going to kind of tell you about the guys we like, the guys we don't really like. Should be quick and easy. Um, But I think the, the biggest content that we have Probably these new stories that we've got going on. You want to kick us off with the first one? Oh, so we're gonna we're gonna talk about people we dislike right off the bat. Okay, so yeah, people people we dislike right off it. the bat. Guys, Aaron Rodgers is coming back to Green Bay. At least as of right now, that is that is what we are seeing, and that's what we're hearing. They are in negotiations to finalize that contract. Details are still up in the air as of this recording, so yeah, we'll see how it goes. From what we are Can hearing, I get some celebration music. Oh God, Maybe I should have kept the soundboard today. Okay, okay, okay. I don't know if we have celebration music. Um, let me find some. I don't think that's. Oh, an here option. it is, guys. Okay, let me restart. Aaron Rodgers is coming back to Green Bay. No, God. <laughs> No, God, please, no, no, no. It's too late, Michael Scott. It's too late. I think think we're locked in. Man, this has been quite the ride. It started off in the offseason. I was fully confident Aaron Rodgers was coming back. No question about it. Then just kept going and dragging on and dragging on. And then last week we got that news about him turning down the contract. And I was like, well, maybe he really will be traded. But now... It seems almost for sure that he will be back in Green Bay. Reports are that, A, he went to training camp, so he showed up um, today, sounds like, and then, B, it sounds like there were some discussions between him and the organization about restructuring contracts a little bit, avoiding one of his last years so he's not locked in at Green Bay for as long. And maybe the agreement is something along the lines of he plays this season, and then afterwards, he kind of gets to choose his own destiny a little bit and get out of Green Bay. But he has some control in that about where he's either traded or cut or whatever. So, so Does that sound about right. That sounds about right. So it's funny listening to you talk about it. I, I just kind of popped into my head. But, you know, the whole like ongoing thing was Tom Brady did it. So now everybody wants to do it. Right. Or at least the people like yeah. Aaron Rodgers, they want to do it. It's funny where. Tom Brady leaves. He gets to go to this nice, warm place, win the Super Bowl, you know, bring in the people he wants. And it's almost like Aaron Rodgers is kind of like, I'm going to one-up you, though. I'm going to go back one year, and then I'm going to just going just gonna to decide. So I'm going to let them bring me back. <laughs> then 
they're going to knowingly go into the next 365 days knowing I'm not coming back and I get to pick where I want to go. Mm. So I don't know. I'm just, I'm ready for the, the great QB era to end in green Bay. And I'm just kind of, I'm just over it, man. I'm just expecting Jordan Love is going to come out the first year next season and just light the world on fire. Oh, one thing I do want to add to the story um, before before it gets lost in the shuffle, because it's going to get lost in the shuffle relatively quickly. But Blake Bortles was released. Not that it has anything oh, to do with fantasy, Bortles. but I just want to look at the Blake Bortles signing in retrospective and retro retrospective in retrospect now. He was literally only brought on a few months ago because of the uncertainty, which I mean was, mm-hmm. you know, pretty obvious. But like it's for sure now. The day Aaron Rodgers comes back to camp, cut. Yep, I think he was just a warm body for practice. <laughs> it's brutal, you know. And as far and and the worst part is, as far as we know, Blake Bortles is still a better quarterback than Jordan Love, statistically speaking, <laughs> in the pros. Oh man. Oh, that's right. a, that's an unnecessary blow right there. All right, let's talk fantasy implications of Aaron Rodgers staying in at Green Bay. It's fine for Aaron Rodgers. I was still high on him regardless of where he ended up, I thought. But what does it do for the fantasy options there in your eyes? Maybe let's wait. We'll wait to talk about um well, no, let's go ahead. Robert Tanya, why don't you start there? I mean, his value skyrockets. You know, not not until like a tight end you know, I don't want to say like not not to like a Kelsey Kittle Waller tier, yeah. like by any means, but yep. it skyrockets. I know you and I went back and, you know, double checked our rankings and kind of, you know, moved it around according accordingly. Now that we do know that Rogers is here and he jumped up significantly in both of our oh, rankings. Yeah. And, you know, I know he caught a lot of touchdowns last year, but you, you just Rogers is now your quarterback again. Mm hmm. I mean, who else would you want to have, you know? Yeah. It, you know, so it says Rogers coming back says it all. So, yeah, I think for me, I, I bumped him up and he's actually tight end eight for both of us. Uh, so we both have him ranked in the same spot. And the narrative for me is just so easy to spin to say Robert Tanyan is going to be a productive tight end this year because of what he did last season. Um, in at the beginning of the year, he was pretty much non-existent so he did a lot of that you know just in like the later games and he finishes a tight end four on the season now he scored a ton of touchdowns but there's no it's there's no reason to think that he didn't solidify his role in that offense and kind of earn more of a snap share that will allow him to be more productive moving forward and and exactly he's gonna be i i as i predict you know probably what the second leading target sharer in this offense behind Devontae Adams. Maybe he imagine. could be, right? Like if he is, it's very, then he's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even if he's yeah, the even even if he's the third target on that offense, I think he'll be fantastic, but it's possible that he could be the second. And so that upside for me is reason enough to kind of keep him up there pretty high. Now, I'm not going to take him over the ones that are like I feel confident in because of we know their roles in the offense. And then, but I'm, I'm excited for him either way. He's definitely a player that I'm happy to have 
you know, heading into the season as my tight end. Yeah. So let's move on. What do you think of Devat, uh, Devante Adams now that we know a Rogers is his QB again? Yeah. Uh, I just automatically moved him up to wide receiver one. Um, he was already my wide receiver two before this. So it's not like I had to move him up super far. Um, but what him and Aaron Rodgers did last year, and there's no significant changes to the offense, right? They added Amari Rodgers, but they also got rid of Jamal Williams. So like, I'm, there's nothing I'm concerned about to bring his volume down or his target share down, his, his efficiency. I'm sure there will be some touchdown regression. Like He's probably not going to score 17 touchdowns again, but... He's okay. still going to be Aaron Rodgers' favorite target, and I just don't see any reason not to trust him to be the best wide receiver in football. I, I, yeah, my only argument would be, and not that this is really fantasy relevant on on this receiver, but like Randall Cobb coming back. That's that's the rumor. I don't right care. Now. Back, but you don't think maybe? Nope. I mean, Randall Cobb went, went, nope. it was a force in Green Bay. Like, yeah, like a hundred years Rogers ago. Have that connection. Aaron Rodgers still have that connection. Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams scored 17 touchdowns last year in 14 games. Don't talk to me about connections. I, I believe Devontae Adams. I believe Devontae Adams is the best wide receiver in the NFL, non-fantasy related. I think Aaron Rodgers is a top three quarterback. I think this offense will be good. I, all the, all the things are there. I'm just saying, okay, Devonte Adams, I trust this offense. I trust the lack of competing weapons to say, yeah, he's going to be the best. That's, that's, that's fair. That's fair. That is hard to argue. You totally reminded me that my draft started about 20 minutes ago, by the way, by you bringing up Adams being your number one receiver. So who knows where I'm supposed to be in this draft. It's clearly, of the utmost importance, as you can tell to me. You are so welcome. I honestly, to be fair, and I'm not pooping on anything, it's on the ESPN Fantasy app. Guys, use the sleeper app. Use the sleeper, not not a sponsor. But I am telling you. So, right now, I just want to show... I hope someone told me to come on, so that's good. Who did I pick? I currently have Dalvin Cook, Miles Sanders, and DeAndre Hopkins. That's good. That's, a That's not start. too bad. I, I don't like was... Miles Sanders. No, not at all. That's okay. I'm not worried about it. We're doing a fantasy podcast, which is way cooler. <laughs> it sure is. Way cooler. You're right. Okay. Uh, Aaron Jones. We're both already high on Aaron Jones. Are you going to move I him like up Aaron at all? Jones. You have him. You have him below no. Saquon and below Nick Chubb. Would you rather have Jones than either of those guys now? I think I would rather have. This is gonna be a hot take. I would think I would rather have Jones than Saquon right now at this point, and everything that's going on in the off season. You know, looking at my rankings, I think I might do the same. I might bump Jones up ahead of Saquon. Um, yeah, and we'll kind of get into a couple com- more things um, as we talk through our training camp. I'm just not not feeling Saquon, not in the slightest bit. But okay. That was probably enough time on Aaron Rodgers. We almost spent 15 minutes talking about him, but I think it's super important. And I think we can finally kind of close the door on this one and and say goodnight. I feel like we've talked about Aaron Rodgers every single week 
this offseason. I think we can finally put it to rest. Let's talk about another player who had some big uh, news drop this week. Let's talk about Michael Thomas real quick. Sounds like he is going to miss some time. He is having surgery or he just had surgery maybe. And it sounds like the timetable is like up to like four months. Is that right? No, it's pretty crazy. God. <laughs> no, God, please. No, oh, man. No. Has been on the Michael Thomas train all off season. How are you feeling, my friend? Defeated. There, yeah. There's been like two or three drafts that I've done, and I'm slowly learning this off season to not draft yet. But yep. uh, I have learned. I, I was high on him. I have him in like two or three of my leagues right now, and uh, well, yeah, might have to start making some trades here real soon. <laughs> yeah it's rough um and does it do anything for any of the other pass catchers there for you um, i bumped up troutman a little bit it sounds like he might i, I was already pretty yeah. confident in him having a nice role in that offense but now it sounds like maybe those first few weeks of the season he just is one of the leading targets out there and really get builds a connection with whoever's starting quarterback and all sorts of things can happen there so, and I know Taysom Hill coming in, if he is the one to come in, I know a lot of people had question marks and were had Kamara a little lower uh, because of his running ability mm-hmm. and his just his his athletic ability to move the ball in other ways than just passing. But I, I think if Taysom Hill does come in with Michael Thomas out, I do think they're going to kind of lean on that Drew Brees style where he would dump it off to Kamara a lot. Mm-hmm. I think they might yeah. incorporate that. Um, so I, I almost think it kind of bumps Kamara, not that it bumps Kamara cause he's already up there. You know, sure. Yeah. He's already, our, uh, so he's like our like, running back three, right? Yeah. Yeah. He, I'm not going to put him again above cook right. or, or, uh, whoever CMC. the other running back is. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Whoever, whoever we have ranked one, you know, I, but. but I might bump him up above Derrick Henry. So right now I have Henry above Kamara. Um, I might prefer Kamara now because you're right. Like, he's getting the DeAndre Swift treatment. So like the same arguments that I've been making for DeAndre Swift. Now we're starting to more and more apply to Alvin Kamara. I think the New Orleans weapons are still better, which is crazy um, even without Michael Thomas, but, but it's a similar, similar scenario, right? Like what yeah. else are they going to do with the ball other than give it to Alvin Kamara? I, that's, that's the game plan, right? <laughs> it worked I think in Tennessee. it might be. Yep. So. All right. Who's next? Uh, all right. We're going to do this in the next 42 seconds. What timestamp do we have? We have 42. Okay. Guys, Deshaun Watson has reported to camp to avoid his $50,000 a day fine, which is mm-hmm. crazy. What a fine. So he did show yeah, up to no camp. Um, he doesn't go on trial until 2022. Not that we're going to get into that, but the NFL is does have an active investigation going on that. So who knows, even if he does play this year or for the Texans or for anyone else, who knows? However, the Texans did say they are open to trading him and are taking offers for at least three first rounders. Yeah. Yes. That's where the, uh, that's where the bidding starts. It sounds like is three first round picks for Deshaun Watson. I do not think he will be in Houston next year i think he will get traded this off season um if the, if he's not going on trial for that long there's a lot that can happen 
I think teams will soon become comfortable with saying, yeah, I, we'll be able to have this guy for however long. Um, the NFL will probably suspend him for some amount of time, right? You imagine I'm like sure, I'm sure. I'm sure, at yeah. least six games, I would think. But think, like this next season, like this coming season, I would. They have I don't. To do I don't think. I don't think they suspend him until until. I don't until he's like formally gone through the court process and everything. So you think he might be out there week one? Not for the Texans. Not for the Texans. Sure, there, sure, sure. There's no possible way he he starts a game for the Texans ever again. I no, mind. he just won't play. There's like no way. I apologize, Texans fans, but there's just no way I see that happening. Nope. I see Aaron Rodgers playing for the Texans before that happens, and that's not happening. <laughs> so. I I think there's 35 other quarterbacks I would expect to start Week One in Houston before Deshaun Watson. Yeah, Mitchell Trubisky so, will start for Houston before Deshaun <laughs> ever starts for. And it's probably better than Tyrod. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's what I was gonna say. They probably um, should have made a move. Yeah, they, I think so. I think so. Uh, where do you think you'll end up if you had to pick one team? Deshaun Watson. Guess? Yep. Um, Denver just seems like the most likely scenario. Um, I know Miami was in and talks pretty heavy. It's it's hard to say right now because I don't know how the landscape's gonna look in a year. So like, Miami seems a lot lower than. Denver, but what if Tua just bombs? Right. And Miami right. to me is right up there on the top of the list. Mm-hmm. So that would require him to still be around and available. I think Denver would be my most likely choice um, as like the, the most is, likely I candidate. I don't see Houston getting the most out of Watson until after this season. I because think so. you're going to have teams, you're, assuming we have no suspension or anything announced or no. Um, mm hmm no like charges that have been like or you know well you said it's not until 2022 so but the as thing long is like, been, you're gonna have teams go into panic mode after the season like oh my god Tua didn't work or oh my god we literally have no quarterback that is working yeah but then but then they can yeah. wait again they can wait for the season and they can wait to see what happens with this trial because houston i think has to dump him now because what happens if he goes on trial in 2022 and then gets sent to prison for five years. Dude, I mean, Houston's luck has just been horrible. Like exactly, I think they have I, to just I, dump I, it as quick as possible. Know. So it's going to be interesting, I and I hate talking about it because of all of the things that are kind of carrying with it, and just the like grossness of it all, right? But man, it's going to matter yeah. so much for fantasy where he ends up, and. <sighs> it sucks know. that we kind of have to like. I, I, keep I an think eye there's going to be you know? a team desperate enough that just th- this is the this will be the fantasy equiv or this will be the real life equivalent of like calling your shot in a fantasy league. Like, yeah, either Houston's going to have to call their shot. Do we hold out or mm-hmm. do we just just pull the trigger and take what we can? Right. Yep. Now? Like, I I almost think them putting out the three first rounders statement was like them seeing a who is desperate enough and yep. b if anyone will even try right now yeah you know i i don't know man it's it's a weird situation I think somebody I, like you said i don't like talking about it just because it's i just feel like i don't know anything like i feel yeah, very it's uneducated so hard yeah and we all are we really are we don't know we can assume based on the number of allegations and things like that but 
it's just tough to like sit and talk about fantasy sports when with the seriousness of like what he's been charged with you know what i mean so it's i don't like it but but it it will matter when it when when things start to kind of shake out there there will be huge fallouts from that let's go ahead let's move on to another small piece of news um apparently there was some unrest in the new england locker room and it sounds like some players are talking a little trash about cam newton saying that he's not really the player that they thought he was or that he was in the past. This was oh, news to man. me. Do you uh you think anything of it? You think that there that might be some like indication that Mac Jones will be starting sooner than we think? Dude, I'm be honest, I haven't heard this news. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't I didn't see it. I just saw this, it on a this... on a website. Oh, so yeah, uh I don't know if this is like just smoke. If this is, you know, maybe it's Mac Jones, you know, truthers coming out and like trying to spread some rumors. I, I, I don't know what's happening. I did see, I did see Bill Belichick answer the question: Will there be a legitimate quarterback battle um, during a press conference today? And he did kind of hesitate, and then basically just made this weird comment of saying, "We're just hoping everyone comes out." does things to the best of their abilities and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, okay, well, to me, that said, yes, there is going to be a legitimate quarterback (laughs) battle. That's what, how I read it. I agree. And I do actually expect Jones to start a lot sooner than we think. Like I I totally plan on him playing at least half the season at this point. Yeah. I think I'm, I'm feeling that too. I think he'll be there at least at the midway point. I still don't know how much it matters. (laughs) Um, the weapons there aren't anything too great, too awesome. And you have to pick one pass catcher out of New England to have on your fantasy roster. Who are you picking? Damian Harris is not an option. Time. You have to one. choose one pass catcher from the New England Patriots to be on your fantasy roster. Who is it going to be? Is it going to be Hunter Henry, Johnny Smith, uh, Nelson Aguilar? I don't like this game. I don't like this question. <laughs> it's kind of, honestly, I am just going to go purely by my, my rankings here. And I am just going to go with, Oh, look, I can't even find any of them. Cause I've gone too <laughs> far down. Honestly, probably pro- one of the tight ends. I would say if we're going to, yeah. if we're assuming this will be Jones, probably like Johnny or something. Yeah. I would that's say Johnny as well. That's, that's probably who I'd go with. Yep, I would say Janu, and I really, really don't want him on my team. Let's talk Saquon real quick. It was reported that he and the team plan to take a long-term approach to his rehab. So as we know, he ended his season early last year with an ACL tear. Um, sounds like recovery, he's, he's doing okay, but I, they're not going to rush him out there if he's not ready from what it sounds like. And I think that makes sense to me. Um, what does that do for your confidence in Saquon Barkley? Tell me your star running back is injured without telling me your star running back is injured. <laughs> yes, I that's Please. exactly correct. Um, I just, I've never been, a, Saquon has been amazing for fantasy. He's just, he's someone like this past year, I've just not gotten excited about. And yep. I feel like the exci- any excitement I have had 
is just starting to slowly dwindle away even more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm totally yeah, so there with I you. Just, I don't want to say I'm avoiding him completely, but for his price in the draft right now, I'm not. I don't think I want to pay that price. Yeah, I have not gotten any shares of Saquon because somebody believes in him in every draft, and I am never going to be that person that is like taking him at running back four or running back five, but somebody always does. My guess is he's going to end up at like running back nine, um, running back 10 maybe as mm-hmm. the season gets started here in my ranking. So if he somebody that I view as like a round, sure. Sure, right? <laughs> if I can get him at the end of the first, I'm – more than happy to kind of take that shot. Um, but I'm worried about missing him for the first three weeks of the season or for him being out there and only playing 30% of the snaps, like all sorts of things that I'm just concerned about him for fantasy without mm-hmm. question. And the thing is, if he gets out there, they're going to lean on him. And if he's already beat up, Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. Like it's just it's not a good equation. I don't like it. Yep. I don't like math. Yeah. I really don't like this this problem. <laughs> uh I love math and the math tells me to stay away. Uh we've got another running back to talk about really quick here. Yeah, Jets how much beat. news do we have? This is Dude, I told like you dwind- divided this we, up into like three weeks. We have us, so many just... things to talk about. <laughs> oh, to be I fair, we're talking to tight ends this week, so that's not going to be a long conversation. No, anyway. tight end conversation is going to be like, Travis Kelsey is good. Nobody else is. Um, <laughs> uh, there was a Jets beat reporter that uh, reported that <laughs> Michael Carter is expected to step into Ooh. the lead role in that backfield a little sooner, maybe than expected. So that gets me a little more excited about him, a little more confident in his role there. Um, you feeling the same? I I've been very excited about Michael Carter. This whole yeah, me too. I have. Where, do, where, where have I had him compared? to? Oh, I guess we're not too far off. I just been I I've definitely been picking him up in a lot of my drafts for the value I've been getting him at because I'm like mm-hmm. yeah. he has potential to be the starter, which now we are hearing sure. even more uh you know evidence behind that from people there yeah. in New York. So I. I the only downside was be would be if he's bad, and he could be think- he could be bad, um, but I'm not too worried about that being the case. Really, his I ADP right now good. is is running back 33, and that feels like awesome value to me because I can totally yeah. see him being like a low end running back too. Yeah, which and is a great return. If you're in a dynasty league, take your shot mm-hmm. on him. He's a young guy, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. If he's already got the the potential to be the starter now, you know, you could be looking at great value yeah. for the next, you know, five, six years, you, you know? Yeah. He might be running back 16 for the next four years. You know what I mean? That could that could be mm-hmm. a really awesome steal there. Um, if I'm in a redraft league and he's my running back three, I'm feeling pretty, pretty good about that because I definitely think he has potential to finish as running back two. All right. Dreek Cohen. Behind schedule with his ACL tear rehab. Oh, no, God! No, God, please, no! That's how I feel <laughs> about this episode. That's just... <laughs> oh, man. It's just oh, not, a, not a good one for you, buddy. It's it's not. Honestly, I've seen the writing on the wall for this one. I you know, I follow all things Chicago Bears, and mm-hmm. yep. the further we've gotten into this offseason, it's been pretty blatantly clear. <laughs> From for a for a few weeks now that 
yeah, he's just not your guy. You know, his whole magic was in his legs and in his speed and his quickness, and he'd catch the ball and he'd go. And I just don't think that's happening. I think this team is going to really get behind David Montgomery. And I just don't see the upside anymore for Tariq Cohen. You know, at least not in a fantasy perspective at at, at least. Yeah, absolutely. I went ahead and I bumped up David Montgomery in my rankings because I just feel much more confident in him knowing that Tariq Cohen is unlikely to have as significant of a role as he had in the past. Um, so Dave Montgomery is my running back 17 right now. I think yeah, I had him at like running back 23 or something before that. Um, and I feel great about him now. I feel really good about him there um, and confident that he can yeah. do that as well. Yeah, I was throwing some trade offers out uh, the past few days just to see. Oh, yeah. Um, but no takers yet. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, I feel like the, the we'll people see. that are into David Montgomery, they're like truthers. You know what I mean? You're going to have to. You have to fight for him a little bit. But that's okay. Let's, um, CeeDee Lamb has been seen playing different positions during camp, all while Amari Cooper has been on the pup list for training camp. Um, so he is able to be taken off any time during this, you know, so no need to worry. He won't be missing any time as of now for this season. But, you know, I know there's a lot of people that are just so high on CeeDee Lamb and, and, and they're taking him so high. But, and I've been passing since I can get Cooper really, really close to that. I've been taking mm-hmm. Cooper, if that is my option, yep. over Lamb. But I think you and I might kind of be in the same ballpark, but like, I'm starting to get a little more excited for CeeDee Lamb, especially if we are seeing him used in these different positions. Like, there's just that much more upside for him. Yeah. Yeah, as he becomes more versatile and the team starts to see him that way. If Amari Cooper isn't on the field as much at the beginning of the season, what if Dak and CeeDee Lamb start to build some rapport? There's a whole lot of ways CeeDee Lamb can turn into a superstar this season, just like an absolute stud, top five kind of guy, which I'm starting to feel that hype a little bit. I'm thinking about Uh I've I've got like a one foot somewhat on the hype train. And I'm considering hopping on. That's where I'm at right now. Well, I mean, I I mean, it could be. Mm-hmm. It could be. Could be. be. Careful. It could be Don't a trap. That's why it's scary, you know. Um, I just really wanted to use that sound bite. I'm just, I'll admit it. Yeah, I know. I know you did. It's all right. That was uh, the that end. The that was that was the news. Well, that was like episode twenty-seven. Everybody, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. All right. I still can't get over you trying to tell me that you were taking over the lead for this thing. Oh man, we're never going to recover from that. <laughs> this might be the last episode we ever do. Um, twenty-seven. That was the training camp update. Let's go ahead. Let's talk some tight ends. Really fast okay so we are going to talk about our top six tight ends that we are in complete consensus with so we're absolutely agreement on who the top six guys are in the same order even in our rankings then we're going to dive into a couple other guys that we like a couple that we don't love um that we think will be relevant and helpful the thing with tight ends is after those top six 
it's kind of just like a hodgepodge grouping and you kind of just have to pick the guy that you're interested in and, and kind of make a move for him. Um, they're all going like relatively the same area in drafts. Like there's not one that's like a big standout amongst the other ones. So we'll kind of dive into a few of them and touch on them briefly, but let's start with our top three tight ends. Who are they? Our top three tight ends are Travis Kelsey, Darren Waller, and George Kittle. Now, I know uh, Darren Waller and George Kittle are kind of, it seems like, depends who you ask, right? Yep. At number Absolutely. two and three. Who are you taking at number two, Waller or Kittle? Well, it depends on the day for me. Absolutely. Uh, today, I would say Waller. Um, and and the really the reason for that is that my my current rationale is San Francisco has other weapons that I think are good, whereas Las Vegas really doesn't have too much else going on. Henry Ruggs may or may not be good. I'm not not positive yet. Um, Darren Waller is the guy there, and there's not a whole lot else. So I've got Waller at two right now. And it, but it's a barely different. I have them so close to one another. I think I'm with you. Um, mine's a little more than just the day of the week, though. I, I've been leaning Waller more, more this whole off season. I sure. think I'm a, I think I'm afraid of George Kittle's injuries. I know we always okay. harp on you shouldn't be worried about that, but I'm afraid that I think it's reasonable. I, I just. I don't know. I just I think we've seen a lot of consistency of Darren Waller in the in the last few years, and I think we just get kind of caught up in the George Kittle namesake and what he's been able to do. Mm, yeah, but I think Waller he rightfully deserves to be in that number two conversation. Sure, sure, absolutely. And like I said, I've got them so close in rankings that I'm happy with ending up with either one of them. Where? Are you comfortable? So we've talked we talked about Kelsey last week, or when we talked about running backs, we kind of talked about where we're comfortable taking Travis Kelsey, and we we're kind of in roughly in agreement there. Um, but where are you looking to get Darren Waller um in your drafts? Where where at what point are you saying, hey, I'm looking to Waller and he's potentially going to be my selection here? Uh I will look at him mid-second. And I know that might seem early. Um, I'm not going to go early second for Waller. I think that's too early. Yeah. Um, but I think, I think I've only seen him go past the third round one time, and I've really been getting him in the third round. But there's been, he has been getting scooped up, and I think I've actually been getting yep. very lucky with Waller because I think people are going okay. to Kittle just more, mm-hmm. yeah. so he is able to be there on the board. But I mean. Mid second, I'm gonna start really looking to see what it looks like because, like, if I see that, if I see Kelsey goes, someone else in that in that draft is thinking, okay, here go the tight ends, the the top three guys. Yep. Question is, who's gonna pull that trigger? So yeah. if I get him at the two eight two nine spot, I'm not mad, especially if we're talking tight end premium league, which is always nice. Oh, yeah. I mean, if it's tight end premium. Probably early going. second. Yeah. Probably early second, yeah. But um, I, I think I'm a little later on the tight ends, but like the back end of the second, I'm I'm okay grabbing one of them. 
My problem with it is usually DeAndre Swift is there, and I have a hard time passing on him to grab one of those tight ends um, because I'm so high on Swift. A lot of times I'm like, you know, if I've got a Dalvin Cook or an Alvin Kamara or a Derrick Henry and I'm coming back around at the end of the second and I'm between Waller and Swift, I, I'm too enticed by having you know, two really solid running backs or how at least how I view it. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it's that same range where I'm starting to feel comfortable getting Darren Waller. I um, mean, George Kittle right after that. And some days it's George Kittle and then Darren Waller. And uh, But like I said, kind yeah. of just day by day for me for those guys. But it is very clear cut. Travis Kelsey, number one. I'm taking him in the first round as my first. Actually, now with Aaron Rodgers back, I'd probably go Devontae Adams, Travis Kelsey, then Tyree Kill That's in the fair. first round. Um, but either way, Kelsey's the best. Waller Kittle, fantastic at that two and three. Who do we have as four, five, and six? So I'm going to be honest, I have not really gotten these guys anywhere just because if I don't get one of the top three, I am waiting on tight or on tight ends. Mm-hmm. Yep. And these guys are usually going a little earlier than I like to to bite at that. Yep. So our four is uh, TJ Hawkinson, five Kyle Pitts, and six Mark Andrews. Now, I love TJ Hawkinson. Uh, I've been on I've been high on Hawkinson since last year. Um, I was trying to make a bunch of trades last year to pick him up. You were? I remember that. Yeah, very unsuccessfully, which is okay. No worries, but um, I got him ranked. We have him ranked four here, and he's just, I mean, so he is the Detroit Lions. Um, <laughs> DeAndre Swift has something to say about dude, that. Do you want to, we're going to have to like come up with some bet that everyone can follow on who has a better year. Swift, <laughs> that would be really fun. It would it would uh, allow me to check up hard on to, uh, Lions. Be really games. difficult to quantify, though. We'll just do we'll just do draft ADP versus uh, value at the end of the season. All right, we'll talk about this later because I don't think okay, your math is going to work the way you wanted to. But uh, who's the engineer here? That's right. Uh, yeah, that's that's me. All right, so Hawkinson, we have at four. We love him ton of volume i'm expecting to see for him this season uh but you're right i'm not getting him anywhere and i haven't been because everyone else is really hyped up on him too and i just don't see a big enough gap from like these guys to you know some of the other tight ends later on in our rankings who who just could be better you know and so i i have a hard time paying up for for this tier when I could just take somebody later on. I actually have, I drafted Mark Andrews once in the most recent draft mm-hmm. I did, and I regretted it immediately. I did not like it at all. <laughs> what, so, what round? I think it was the beginning of the sixth round. I that's think that's when I had to do it to get him. It, yeah, I just kind of did it because he was there. Well, really, I think what happened is Hawkinson was there, like Ooh. two picks ahead. And I was I mean, excited, yeah. and then, and then he got taken. That's a fair. So you 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 you, you freaked. You yeah, lost your composure, and, and he said, bit, yep. <laughs> he said, oh yep, god. Yep, yep. So, uh, per a source, a source is Stephen, a beat writer today said he expects Pitts <laughs> to be the focal point of the offense. To be a now, focal point, I think, not the focal oh, point, but yeah. Oh, 
Oh, see, I'm, that matters. I like that. Does matter. <laughs> that that word means a lot. <laughs> a focal point. <laughs> yes. So never mind. Uh, my conversation's out the window. <laughs> oh man, how how do you feel about Kyle Pitts this year in all reality? Like, are you confident? So we have him here at tight end five. Uh, he's never played a snap in the NFL, and we already have him ranked as the fifth best tight end in fantasy. How confident are you in that? You know, looking at it, it does it does kind of worry me, but I do believe in the in the talent and the opportunity that Kyle Pitts presents. Julio's yep. gone. Ridley is the guy. Yeah, I I know they still have their number one tight end, you know, in that in that offense for one more year. But he's on his way out. I don't think he's going to be a big, a big concern, a big worry. I think they're going to try to get Pitts out there, ASAP, and and try to get him reps, try to get him moving. And mm-hmm. not that I think this will happen, not that I hope it will happen at all. I do not. But all it takes is one thing wrong to go wrong to happen to Ridley, or like an injury, sure. or he has to be out or, for, or for Hayden for Hurst. Yeah, game. yeah. Pitts is the guy. Like, there's mm-hmm. right. So I, I, the upside there is just, it's just too good on this high volume, high passing offense with Matt Ryan. And, you know, Mike Davis is the guy there, but it's not like it's Henry back there. It's not like, right. You know, Davis is going to command these, the, this ball sharing opportunity. So, yeah. And with this coming out today that he's going to be a focal point of the offense. I, I'm excited. It will probably backfire on a lot of people. You know what? If <laughs> it, it doesn't, well if it doesn't, you're going to be mad you didn't yep. do it now. You know what I mean? It's so, true. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I think you know people are taking them in like the fourth, fifth round. What is happening? Can you hear me? Yep. Sorry, my monitor went to sleep on me. It freaked me out oh, a little bit. I was wondering so, why it got dark in there. Um, I think at least you can hear me. I don't know if everyone else can hear me, um, but. I do think he's going a little early for his eight, for like the upside downside, right? But sure. if he if he hits, I guess this is the point I'm trying to make. If he hits next year, it's gonna be do I take him now in the second or early yeah. first? Mm-hmm. Right. So the value you get him at now versus the potential upside you can get, then you just kind of gotta call your shot. On you really now. do. It it's definitely risky to get him. His ADP right now is tight end four, and he's going at fifty overall. So that's the what second pick in the fifth round. That's tough, and I've seen him going in the fourth round more often than not. Um, if yeah. you want him, you have to have to have to spend up to get him. Uh, because people believe in him as a player, which I do too. I do believe that he will be phenomenal. But man, it's hard to take that risk for sure. Um, tight end six we have here is Mark Andrews, tight end for the Baltimore Ravens. He's been good the last couple of years. Uh, last year wasn't as good as it was in 2019, but he was still fine for the most part. He gets a lot of touchdowns. Um, he's one of the bigger you know, focal points in that offense. How do you feel in general about Mark Andrews? I I've actually been getting much more excited. I'm starting to get on this on the hype train for Lamar again. 
Okay. Yeah. Not really sure what happened to be honest with you. I have really <laughs> no funny. idea. I don't know if it's a divine intervention thing that it's just coming to me at the right time. <laughs> divine and, intervention. And I'm sure. supposed to know. Um, yeah, that makes sense. But I, I'm starting to get excited again. So, and with that, it's the excitement from Mark Andrews. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I, uh, I'm, I feel pretty good about him. Um, obviously not great because I drafted him and then was like, oh, that was kind of gross. Um, but I think back end of the sixth, maybe mid sixth round, I'm pretty comfortable with him. I think he'll be fine. My biggest concern is I like Rashad Bateman a lot. And if Rashad Bateman just kind of comes in and takes like a, like he is the clear cut number one receiving target at any point in that offense, I think it's going to be tough for Mark Andrews. I think he's going to become kind of mm-hmm. a t- touchdown or bust kind of receiver. So we'll see how it plays out. Um, for now, I'm comfortable with I'm more comfortable with him than anybody on the rest of this list. Pretty like solidly, like it's a pretty significant margin there. So not excited, but comfortable. That's fair. That's fair. So in our next, like, we're not going to tier rank these because tight ends are just too hard to, they're just too all over the place and too Mm -hmm. close. And really our rankings are pretty different. So I don't know how much value that would end up giving as well. Right. So we're going to move on after those six guys. Like we said, we have the same exact six after them. um, They're not, these next few aren't too far off, but we're just going to kind of, a general idea where we're at. So the next few guys we got are Logan Thomas, Noah Fant, Tyler Higby, um, and Zach Ertz, and Slash Dallas Goddard, really. Um, yeah. We want to talk Logan about Thomas them as, a, as a couple. Did, yes, because they are adorable together. Uh, Logan Thomas <laughs> did sign a three-year extension today with the Washington Guardians. I, I mean, the Washington football team. Sorry. <laughs> Getting all these team name changes oh, mixed up kidding so guardians i I like guardians i'm not yeah i'm gonna take up another 40 minutes of time talking about that uh (laughs) you're right you're right so i really i really like logan thomas especially with fitzpatrick there however the more i sit down and think about it not that i'm down on um logan thomas at all but I'm really high on Curtis Samuel. I'm really high on Terry McLaurin. And I'm really high on <laughs> Antonio Gibson. And I just think someone's kind of got to fall at the bottom of that list. And someone might not benefit as much hmm. as we hope. And I think that person is Logan Thomas. Man, that was a strong that. argument. I didn't expect that. <laughs> oh, no. What am I going to do? You're right. Because here's the thing. I am super high on Terry McLaurin. I feel really (laughs) confident about Curtis Samuel and I love Antonio Gibson. And I don't think Ryan Fitzpatrick is a top five quarterback. So there's only so much production to go around. Oh, that's a good point. I still think he can be what we have him or how I have him ranked. So I have actually have him ranked as my, let's see my tight and nine right now. And, and I feel pretty comfortable there. I'm I mean, that's fair. That. No, yeah. And there's still a lot of potential for him to finish very high amongst wide receivers. Yeah. I mean, amongst tight ends. Like, don't get us wrong. But, I mean, I've been waiting, and I've been able to get him towards the back half of the draft. 
at a yeah. very deep Oh, for sure. Now. You can get so him he, he, Yeah, he's not someone to like, oh, I need to go after him right now. You're still going to get value wherever you get him, even if it's towards the back. Yeah. Like, I like where you can draft him. But it's just funny. The way I think about and the way I feel about this Washington offense, you would think they were the Kansas City Chiefs the last three years. It's just, it's so nuts. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it's so, it's oh, so funny. It's so but... true. You're right, though. We might be, we might be a little too high on this Washington football team. Not really sure. It's definitely possible, though. Uh, let's it's talk okay. Noah In a Fant year, really they're going to have some dumb name and we're going to hate him. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, <laughs> Noah Fant, we, where do you have him ranked? Where do I have him? Let me pull up. I'm sorry. So I have him three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I am 10 right now. So I think he, right? 10. 10. Yep. I have him 10 right now. Um, he is under Robert Tanyan and Logan Thomas. And actually, I have Tyler Higby up there above him as well. I like Noah Fant. Again, it's probably silly. I just, I'm so uncomfortable with the QB situation in Denver. I just I really don't am know too. what to do. Yeah. I, I just, I see a big year coming for Javante Williams. I'll be honest. Okay. I won't be surprised. And they have Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton. So it's almost a Washington football team thing again, where Javante Williams, Melvin Gordon, Cortland Sutton, yeah. Jerry Judy, who someone's yep. got to be at the bottom of that list. Right. And no offense, yeah. probably the one I'm least excited about. Okay. That's fair. Um, I have him as my tight end 11. So I'm even less confident in him than you are. Um, I like the player. I think he's a good player, but you're right. I just, I don't love the quarterbacks there. Even if it's Teddy, I just I would be afraid because I'm pretty high on Cortland Sutton. I think Jerry Judy's going to get, you know, have somewhat of a step up. I think, and I just don't know where that leaves Noah Fant in that offense. I'm not sure what that's going to look like because I can see this being a team that just kind of wants to play slowly, let their defense win games for them, uh, which mm-hmm. is not going to leave a ton of offensive production for multiple pass catchers. I think so. Definitely something to be. Keep an eye on, but he's a talented player, so I think he kind of deserves to be in that kind of tight end one discussion. So there he is at 11 and 10 for us. And another thing I'll, I'll add on that before we leave, um, before we leave Noah Font, Fant, Font is um, I see this uh, Denver defense being very good, and mm-hmm. if they are very good and are holding offenses from scoring, just more reason for the Denver offense to run the ball. Yep. Absolutely. So, that's all I have so, to say about that. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Higby, why don't you get into Tyler Higby a little bit? Cause I think you're a little bit higher on him than I am. Um, I love to kind of hear your rationale for that. I just really like Higby over there in LA. Um, so you have Matthew Stafford coming in. And I, I might have t- touched on this a few weeks ago, but I just I have this fairy tale in my head of not a fairy tale, but this recent memory in my head of Matthew Stafford and TJ Hawkinson. And mm-hmm, they just mm-hmm. it worked. It worked. And I think I'm hoping Matthew Stafford comes over and does the same thing. And there's just not a lot of competition when it comes to the, in the tight end position over there on the Rams. Right. It's Tyler Higby. I don't even know who the second guy is. I, 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 I don't know who it is. And, okay, literally, I just pulled up the depth chart, this, the unofficial depth chart. This is the order of tight ends. 
Tyler Higby first. No one second. Johnny Munt third. Bryce Hopkins fourth. They're so confident mm-hmm. they don't even have a second one labeled. That's <laughs> how confident they are. Um, Cooper Cup, I mean, yeah. Van Jefferson, I do see good things for him, especially with Stafford coming in. And then, you know, you got Robert Woods. But you also have Matthew Stafford now. You don't have... Who who just left? Jared Goff. You don't have Jared Goff there anymore. Mm-hmm. So I just... Cam Akers is not there anymore. Let me add that for a second. I just... I don't know. I just... I really like Tyler Higby there. And it's that divine intervention again. You know, I just... <laughs> I'm really excited for Higby. He's got a cool name. First name, at least. He does a... <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> I got... Nope. Nope. You said it. You said it. I'm going to find this. I'm going to save it. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I'm going to save it. Hopefully, you already are saving it. Yeah, this is going to be a waste of the last hour. All that oh, news. Yeah, I'd be pretty rough. <laughs> so much news. <laughs> Yeah, that makes up for the lack of news we had in some other episodes, I guess. (laughs) Oh, man. I like Higby as well. I've got him as my tight end 13. Um, There's just a couple guys I feel a little more confident in him than him, just because we haven't seen it yet from him technically. Um, And I think there's like a cap to his upside as well, because I I just don't – I don't know. Um, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods are going to be great. I think Matthew Stafford's awesome, but – he's the third option in the offense. And that, that gets me a little less excited about him. True. I just, I also, I just think with Cam Akers gone there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'll be, one it'll be interesting that, yeah. to see. Um, that is a player that like, if you get it right on, I think that could pay off really, really well because he could be a super consistent, really solid tight end option that you can get for, for pretty cheap. Um, let's talk tight ends in a on another team got an interesting situation going on let's talk about the philadelphia eagles really quick uh got zach Ertz there who's been there for a while now i think he's 30 31 years old um and they've got dallas goddard who is kind of the up-and-coming rising star at the tight end Mm -hmm. position for them for a while it we just kind of all thought zach Ertz would not be on the eagles roster at this point we thought he would have been traded or cut or something but he's still there sitting there messing with dallas goddard right like he's going to take volume from dallas goddard the question is how much and how much is it going to matter i'm less concerned than you are because i just think zach Ertz is kind of done physically uh, I still think there's a pretty good chance he does get moved in some way or another I do um, still from see this team. Um, so I'm kind of baking that into my rankings a little bit. Uh, I sh- maybe quite a bit. I have Dallas Goddard at, as my tight end seven. So once Mark oh, Andrews okay. is off the board, this is the guy I want because I see the most upside here relative to the other options. Even with even with um, Jalen Hurts? Yeah, even with Jalen Hurts, I thought I saw somewhat of a connection between those two guys when Hurts was on on the on the field. He's, I, I just don't know. I I believe in Nick Sirianni's offense, like wanting to target tight ends and, and utilize that position. I think that's going to matter. Um, if Jalen Hurts is not a like, I don't, I don't know. I just think. Dallas Goddard will be a role player in that offense, and I'm more confident in his role 
than I am in, say, Jalen Rager or, you know, one of the other four wide receivers they have there. Um, I think Devonta Smith will be the number one target, but I think Goddard can be the number two guy there. Yeah, I think that's fair. And I'll be curious to see where Zach Ertz, if he does get traded, where he goes. Because I still am, even though they are, he is supposedly coming back, I still see a pretty decent-sized chance that he ends up elsewhere. Yeah. Okay. Who do we have next? Is that really, I mean, that's kind of, I feel like everyone that's, because, I mean, you feel like you get to this point and they're tight end. Yeah. The tight ends in the draft, you're just kind of, you're just whoever you want. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah. Um, Adam Troutman might be worth bringing up real quick, especially with the Michael Thomas injury. He's someone that kind of solidified his role in the offense last season as a rookie. I say we just let Mike Wright talk about Adam Troutman. He seems to be having a blast. So yeah, you know, right? I guess we don't really need to uh, be throwing else, anything else in there. You're right. Uh, I think that I think he's a good player and. He might just be the best receiving option that not named Alvin Kamara there. And and honestly, I guess since we are on the Troutman thing, I mean, the same argument we made with Pitts earlier, not that you need to spend anywhere close to that capital for Troutman, but like he's kind of in the same realm of like, you could take your shot and it could really pay off. It absolutely could. Like really well. So, and mm-hmm. the value you're going to get Troutman's far superior. I've been drafting him in the last round of some of my drafts. Yep. Right now. He's, he's a lot of times he's there. So, I mean, I, I'm excited where I can get him because I know even if I picked up a, a tight end earlier in the draft, like he might be that, that dark horse, that secret weapon where yeah. he starts showing out. I'll just plug him in and, and let him do his thing. Yep. I completely Agree with that. Uh, let's talk another second-year tight end. Cole Komet for the Ooh. Chicago Bears. Um, we love him as a player, right? We really like the player. We love with him, yes. The opportunity is a little little like hazy, right? We just don't really know yeah. what to expect. And so we've kind of we've kind of gotten a little colder on him than I think we were at the beginning of the offseason. Yeah, so uh, Lions tight end Jesse James has was just recently signed um, to the Chicago Bears, adding a lot of depth to that to that position there in Chicago, which is fantastic. He'd be a great veteran to learn from for Cole Komet. Steven and I actually were talking about this a little bit before the show went on air, but I really think the Chicago offense and just Chicago team in general is really gearing up for the future with the Fields pick yeah. and having you know Jimmy Graham and now Jesse James there to kind of I think lead and be some depth for Cole Komet and Darnell Mooney. And I think come a year or two, Cole Komet and Darnell Mooney and guys like that are going to be names that are really relevant to, to the fantasy yep. season and your roster. If you're in a dynasty, maybe a startup dynasty or, you know, a fairly, it doesn't, I guess it doesn't matter what kind of dynasty, but Cole Komet's definitely one of those guys that I did. I said, I definitely want to sit there and I want to stash away. You know, you might yeah. be able to stash him on your taxi squad for another year or two. Um, or just plug him in on your bench if you got a deeper bench. He, but he's someone I, I would definitely keep a lookout for towards the end of the season. He definitely was getting more reps and more opportunities. And I just, to me, that's foreshadowing of what is to come there in Chicago, especially with Justin Fields coming in. Mm-hmm. And yeah. my excitement is there, um, but we're just a little early, I think. Yeah. And I think, let's not forget, 
there is still potential for this year. If if Justin Fields yes. comes out there and is awesome, and Cole Komet is just so clearly better than Jimmy Graham, than Jesse James. Jesse James, is that right? Jesse James. And he's able to kind of take this. If if he's the second target there, you know, if he surpasses Darnell Mooney and he's kind of that second guy, he will be great for fantasy. You know, he will be solid and and, and super useful, and that's possible. We just don't necessarily project it for sure. And and another thing I do want to add, I'm going to throw something out there that has not been talked about, and I don't think a lot of people are thinking about it, and it's probably because it's very unlikely, but this is very fantasy relevant if this scenario in any way plays out. Mm-hmm. Allen Robinson is playing on a franchise tech, meaning next year he will be a free agent and the Bears will get zilch. For for one of our very very good receiver, both fantasy yep. and just in the game of the NFL, trade deadline. If I'm not mistaken, is week six. Sounds it is right, a very yeah. it is a possibility because I've seen this thrown around. The Bears could just trade him away before that deadline and get something out of him. Oh, that's and a good that point. If that is the case, if that is the case, Darnell Mooney now becomes a wide rec- the wide receiver one there. Mm-hmm. And the opportunities for Cole Komet and just that tight end core are increased significantly. That's a good point. I, so, I honestly hadn't thought about that, especially if they start off, which could they have a rough schedule kind of coming out of the yeah. gate, right? Chicago I mean, does. they could, yeah, if, they could be three and three come that deadline, or and, worse, yeah, yeah, or, or worse. And at that point, if you don't see yourself winning the Why Super not? Bowl, yeah. Why not get something out of him? Maybe clear some cap mm-hmm. space. You know, it yeah. doesn't have to be another star receiver. It could be just some picks, something, yep. you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's like I said, it's very unlikely. But at the same time, I would want to get something out of him rather than nothing. You know, if I yeah. know I'm not going to win this championship this year, which as a Bears fan, I don't see that happening. Right. 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 I just, why not get something? Because I don't see mm-hmm. Robinson coming back next season, personally. Yeah. Yep, I agree with that. All right. That wraps up our tight end discussion. I think we hit the kind of the players that have been getting our gears turning a little bit and kind of walk through who we see as kind of the the upper echelon of the tight end position. It's it's rough out there this season. It feels yeah. pretty rough. It's like I I I really do want one of those top three guys. I really do. I want to leave the draft with Kelsey Waller or Kittle, and I'm hoping to do that. I love getting Kelsey um, towards the back end of the first round. I love getting Waller or Kittle at the beginning of the third. And that yeah. after that, I'm just kind of <laughs> just shooting shot with, I usually just end up taking like somebody and Cole Komet or somebody and Adam Troutman is usually what it ends yeah. up being. And just, seeing what happens with it yeah. so take rolling those dice yep well that was fun tight ends it was it was are, are, tight ends are always fun to talk about um, Absolutely. especially when it's captain america and america's ass i mean wait <laughs> what 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 i had to what throw a marvel reference say that for Do you know, come on you have a position in the nfl called tight ends there's not there's an endless amount of jokes there you're oh, not I could go see with that, them. I guess. My mind is much dirtier than Stevens, apparently. <laughs> I, I guess I, I just I guess that's the thing. 
Um, I'm also stalling to see what our schedule looks like, so I can tell these fine folks. Hey, I was doing the same thing. Oh, uh, look at pl- that. <laughs> <laughs> plan for next week uh, is an exciting show. We're going to talk sleepers, breakouts, and busts. And we've kind of dug into a little bit of those on every episode, I would say, but we're going to kind of line it up for you guys and, and get you going. Yes. Um, following that, we're going to start really doing our kind of end of the off season things. We're going to talk about some players that we are planting our flags for. We're going to have quite a few mock drafts to finish thing up. Um, some late round targets that we love to get in our drafts. Really. That's the goal is to get everybody ready to sit down and start their fantasy football seasons mm-hmm. off. Right. I can't wait for two weeks because we plant our flags. That is going to be a fun show where we just basically you know we neil armstrong it we plant our flag on the on the moon and we uh we we stick by it for the whole season and we ride or die with deandre swift baby let's get it (laughs) i can't wait to make fun of you it's gonna be the (laughs) best oh god oh Oh, i cannot wait and then we got some late round targets we'll talk about the week after we got uh, a mock draft we're going to do in those following weeks. And then we have our fun prediction show because in just a few weeks, ladies and gentlemen, yes. football will be back. Oh, I cannot wait. Oh, gosh. You know, I'll oh, be honest. You know what else is exciting about that prediction show? What? What's, uh, what's exciting? It might I want to know. A live in person recording. You're hearing, it, you're hearing it here first, folks. I'm hearing it here first. Oh, God, what is going on? A live show. Oh, man, we're going to have to live YouTube it for sure. Oh, yeah, I mean, we'll, have, we'll have a whole thing. Uh, maybe that'll be like we'll be our YouTube first, launch. Oh, that's a great idea. It'll be, be the first of episode of the First Read Fantasy Football Podcast that we record together. That, In the same, like, room, that, you know. This. Oh, wait. You mean, like, together together? Oh, yeah. Wait, I are mean, you going to be here? I'll be in Indiana. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you're going to on, on September 6th? Yeah. What are you here for? <laughs> What's the <laughs> for? <laughs> we're coming, we're coming what, back what for a, a wedding. What we're a friend. Back what, are you, a wedding what are you coming back for? And making a trip out of it. So That's we'll talk. Fine. We'll talk details. But that let's is, wrap this thing fun. up because I don't think Life anybody show, wants so to hear us try to make now. plans. Because you know who's really bad at making plans? We are. But uh, let's plan st- to end this episode <laughs> right now. Thank you guys for tuning in. We're glad you stuck with us through that rough intro and a whole bunch of news. Tune in again next week. Sleepers, breakouts, busts, getting ready for your drafts. Thank you guys, and we'll see you guys later. See ya! I hate you. <laughs>